0: Welcome to Get Sharad, the show that explores long held beliefs, pain points, and healing from trauma. I'm your host, Sharad, and while I may not have all of the answers, I do have all of the questions. Let's explore together. Today, I wanted to talk about um, one of the most um, pivotal mindsets uh, in my opinion of moving towards healing. And I would say most often we have this idea that we're broken and that we need to fix something inside of us in order for, um, us to move forward into healthy living. And for a really long time, like I think a lot of, a lot of people carry this, it feels like a really common, a really common belief system. Um, and I encountered, uh, an example was someone where <laughs> I realized, like, I had a session with someone. I realized, like, oh, I'm not broken. And the moment that I realized that I wasn't broken, I was like, oh my gosh, like, no one can break me. I'm not, I'm not breakable. I'm not broken. And so that kind of spun me into this um, search of, okay, if I'm not broken, then what are all these um, things that I'm operating in that make my life either feel really great or not feel super great. And so, um, yeah, that was like nine years ago. And so I've, I've been developing this idea around, um, something that I like to call ecosystems. It feels like the best representation of the things that I'm, I'm the thought that I'm trying to introduce. And so, um, one of the things that I love about an ecosystem versus a like being fixed or being broken mm-hmm. is that within an ecosystem um, there is room for death and life and in it in an ecosystem there is room for adjustments and in an ecosystem if poison is introduced it doesn't shut down the ecosystem depending on how much is introduced the ecosystem um, can work it out of its system And so that poison or bad things in an ecosystem aren't always bad um, because they end up working out. And so most of what I do with my clients is that uh, we talk a lot about ecosystems and the ecosystem that we're cultivating in our life. And I think this is also where I, I really like to pull away from the idea of wrong or right and not that wrong or right or bad but that's simply a a starting place for where we want to go further and when we get away from right or wrong good or bad we get to move into a place where we're cultivating an ecosystem that is more evolved than just being right or being wrong and in my opinion Fixing culture, I call it culture because I view things now as ecosystems. But fixing culture is very much an earning mentality, right? Like, if I fix this one thing, now I get to function correctly, or I get to receive love, or I get acceptance, or I get whatever it is that we're looking for. Whereas in an ecosystem, those things are inherent. That's what you already get. Those things are free. (laughs) That's not something that you have to pay for because it's part of an ecosystem. And so um, when you're going through your life and when you're starting to think in terms of ecosystem, um, I want to point out that there are actually two different ecosystems. And one ecosystem is grounded and rooted and based in you being connected to yourself. And the other ecosystem is grounded and rooted in you disconnecting from yourself. And healing actually occurs when you have the ability to connect to all the parts that you are and to be able to make decisions from those places. And then the ecosystem that's not super fun to work from um, is when you disconnect from yourself and you make all of your decisions being disconnected from all the parts of yourself. And the thing that's really hard from that is that most of us, most of culture, most of society today is growing up in a, in a real codependent space or in a really dysfunctional space or an abusive space, or right. There's a a whole bunch of collective things that we um, have learned mainly from our caregivers because they learned from their caregivers because of right, whatever it, it goes back and back. And so what happens is it feels really scary. Um, to connect to ourselves because we've been disconnected for so long. And what will happen is as we reconnect to ourselves, we have a tendency to get flooded and overwhelmed by um, the what has occurred during the disconnect with ourselves. Because what happens is we push that down. Um, And we suppress that. And then once we achieve connection, right, once we make that connection with ourselves, then we're overwhelmed by like, for me, it was like 30 years of suppression. And so now 30 years of pain and grief and discomfort and ignoring myself and um, selling parts of myself to get uh, love or acceptance, all of that pain, all of that discomfort came up at one time, which is not super fun, but as I was able to weed through that and process through that and learn how to strengthen my muscle of being connected to myself, I was able to make better and better decisions. Now, I've been practicing this for nine years. I've been um, working on developing uh, a coaching style that supports this kind of method. And so as I've moved into that space, I'm recognizing that there is actually, um, it's interesting to me how we have uh, at the very base root of it all, there are things that we choose into because we don't know any different. So I remember when I was 30 years old and I had someone come to me and say, Hey, Shira, what are the things that you're thinking about yourself all the time? And I was like thinking about myself, what does that even mean? Like I didn't, I didn't No terms such as inner critic or inner narrative or inner dialogue, right? The kind of like the automatic thoughts that are happening in my head that I have towards myself. When I figured that out, um, my mind was really blown. And not only was it blown because I figured out I had an inner dialogue, um, but it was also blown because I started listening to what I was saying over myself. (laughs) and it was actually really bad. Um, there's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of judgment. There's a lot of shame. And, um, one of the things that I did that helped revolutionize my thought life, because I, I want to say, I think that's probably where it started was for, I would write down, on um, I, I would write down on one side of the piece of paper, everything, In my head, that was like shameful or judgmental or harmful against myself. Like, "Mm, I don't like my hair because it's too thin, or I'm too chubby, so I'm not worthy of love. Like, I could go down the list. I made like five pages. (laughs) I made five pages, you guys. And so then on the other side of the page, I would sit down. And for every sentence that I spoke over myself, I would sit down, I'd get really still and I would tune in to love and I would ask love what it had to say over my life for that one sentence. And so as I worked through my list, now I had five pages, both of the judgmental and harmful and shameful things I was saying over myself And now the loving, kind, generous, compassionate things I was saying over myself. And I would tape those pages where I would see them every day. And I realized that as I was doing that, I had a choice. Every day I had a choice. Am I going to sit in these thoughts that are um, hateful and judgmental towards myself? Or am I going to choose a different thought Um, that is more loving and more kind. And the interesting thing, and this is where most people get stuck is, um, but I don't deserve that. Well, the thing is, love is free. It's a gift. It's not something that we earn or something that we deserve. And so learning that in an ecosystem of love, that there is no earning. It is only gift. There's only giving, (laughs) there's only giving in an ecosystem that has love in it and so at that base level every day of choosing love for myself was also about relearning that it's not my job to earn and so we have this ecosystem over here where you disconnect from yourself where it's all based in earning and where fixing mentality also occurs. And then we have an ecosystem based in connection with yourself, where you cannot earn love because it's a gift and you get it. And there's no way you can be separate from it. And so, um, in your healing process and in your healing journey, um, as you move forward, instead of thinking of the one thing that's broken inside of you and how can you fix it, I'd like to invite you to consider, um, okay, if, if this is part of a bigger ecosystem, how is this bigger ecosystem contributing to my life? Um, and as I begin to do that, I begin to recognize that things worked in tandem with each other. So for example, um, codependency or uh, actually this is kind of a, a buzzword I almost hate to use it because it feels so trendy um, but people are talking about like codependence and narcissists right or codependence and addicts and so the interesting thing is those those you guys are actually an ecosystem they feed into each other okay um, and so when they feed into each other both of those people are contributing to an ecosystem right And the interesting thing about an ecosystem is most often it has to do with what our internal um, relationship is with ourselves and with all the different parts of ourselves. And so if you find that you're unkind to yourself and that you have to earn acceptance and approval, the ecosystem that you're contributing to is the one that disconnects you from the self, one that where you view yourself as broken um, and you have to fix Um, and so learning how to have a good, kind, uh, secure relationship with yourself will help you, will help contribute to the ecosystem of connection, understanding that you don't have to earn and that it's a gift. And living this way is wildly different, um, because everything, while behavior may be the same, what's happening internally is wildly different and so being able to anchor yourself in the understanding of ecosystem and being able to look at your life and go okay how else is this contributing to the ecosystem of my life here's a great example um i've been in therapy for the, the past uh two years super helpful one of the things that we have been covering pretty consistently is i have consistently felt like there's something standing between me and um and abundance, like wealth in relationships, in, in my business, in finances, in, in all these parts of my life. I feel like I'm always on the edge of breaking through into abundance and greatness. And I just can't seem to get there. And I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and I had uh, through the unraveling with my therapist and through, uh, I had a coaching session, um, with a coach where I was being coached. Okay. So I wasn't, coaching someone I was getting coached. And I realized that I, my old ecosystem had demanded that anytime I cultivate or create something that I automatically owe it to other people, or I automatically had to give, or I automatically had to contribute, right? That I didn't get anything for myself. And once I was able to see that and acknowledge that And acknowledge the difference in my life now with this new ecosystem. This new ecosystem says, I have value. I have worth. I get to have boundaries. I get to have opinions. I get to have thoughts. um, I get to have standards. And if I don't want to give, that doesn't make me a bad person. I want everyone to sit in that for a minute. If I don't want to share, that doesn't make me a bad person. Okay? Okay. I'm also generally not a bad person. I want to give, I want to contribute to the society and community, but there was this weird sense inside of me where I felt like I owed somebody something when I became successful. And that's why I didn't become successful. I kept myself from being successful because I had not developed a way to honor all the hard work that I had put in towards developing something really great. And so I just had that session back in April. And so it's been really interesting as I'm moving forward and as I'm making decisions for my life, being able to recognize and to see like, oh, like the people talk about self-sabotage, right? Okay. Self-sabotage actually is not what we think it is. Self-sabotage is this, um, ability to keep us what, where it feels familiar. And so if it's familiar that I'm going to stay there because I interpret familiarity for safety. This is not true. So when I begin to acknowledge that I need to feel safe and secure, I can develop that within myself. I don't need that from external circumstances. I can develop that in relationship with myself, which is ecosystem. And then um, I'm able to develop safety in myself to move from the familiar to the unfamiliar, which is when we begin to move from one ecosystem to another. And most often we have the most difficult time moving from one ecosystem to another because it's unfamiliar. That's it. Because we haven't been practicing it and we don't know what it looks like and we don't know what the outcome is. That's it. That's usually the only thing. And so to be able to give us uh, give ourselves a break and learn the difference of, um, and here's, here's the kicker. (laughs) This is, this is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna land. Um, most often the ecosystem that we have developed internally is the one that we will reflect in all of our relationships. And so if your ecosystem is one where you believe that you're broken, where you believe that, um, you're unlovable, that you believe that you're not enough or that you have to achieve something in order for you to receive goodness, you're going to reflect that in everything that you do in your life. And so what I was hoping that this life would be today would be an invitation for you to evaluate the relationship you have with yourself. And do you have a relationship is the ecosystem, one of earning and punishment and codependency and dysfunction and the same patterns over and over, or are you gently moving towards an ecosystem where you don't earn love, where you see that you're already worthy and where you see that you already have value. I'd love for you guys, um, to be able to come on this journey with me. Um, I feel, still feel like I'm in the middle of it, even though I'm nine years deep. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that's what I do with my clients. And so um, I am... Thanks for listening to Get Sherrod. Before I go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving me a review and sharing this episode with your friends. To stay connected, follow me on Instagram at sherrod.janelle or if you're interested in starting your own journey to healing, check out my website, shirajanel.com. You can find the link below.